Welcome to the Raw Relationships Podcast. We strive to keep relationships real and wonderful. Melissa brings you insight from her own experiences, along with interviews with the top experts on all things relationship, relationships with others, as well as the relationship we have with ourselves. Let's get raw. Welcome, everyone, to the podcast. We are chatting with Jamie Lerner. She is co-author of the book, The Ever-Loving Essence of You. I am totally, totally, totally psyched to talk to her. Um, She's just got the best energy, um, and she's also got such words of wisdom. And I love our discussion about really just self-love and loving yourself and connecting with yourself. Um, She puts out a lot of the same message as I do, and I love it. So without further ado, let's bring in Miss Jamie Lerner. Hi, Jamie. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. It's nice to finally connect. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it's such a busy time of year, right? Everybody's getting kids off of school and, and fall coming, so we're all getting prepared. I don't know where you are, but I know for us, I'm up in Canada, and we're getting prepared for winter and snow. <laughs> oh, my God, it seems so soon. I'm in Chicago, and actually we're having a lot of very warm weather, but it won't be long. And yeah. we'll be back in the cold as well. Mm-hmm. So please um, feel free to tell our listeners a bit about yourself. Okay. I was born with a knowing, and I think we actually all are, but I was very mm-hmm. clear from a pretty early age about um, who I was and my own connection with myself. So um, I really held on to that and held true to that throughout all my younger years, which made me a terror um, Mm -hmm. as a child, in a sense, (laughs) and um, not very easily influenced by anyone else. Um, But what I found is that the connection with myself was very clear, and the connection with the person that brought me into this world, my mother, was not. So I've spent half my life trying to figure that out and um, realizing that it was really having more to do with the lack of connection that she had with herself that was not allowing me to have a connection with her. So I... <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a big one, right? Like that's, that's a huge uh, light bulb moment. <laughs> you know, it, it really was. And it actually happened, I think, intuitively pretty young because... I remember very clearly having to make the choice to either remain truly connected to myself or to give up that connection and continue to try to get her attention um, at the cost of losing myself. And I really chose the connection with myself and Mm -hmm. then went on year after year just really trying to engage her and, you know, thinking, God, if I was only better and smarter and brighter, but really following my own knowing. Um, And it wasn't until she was very ill and um, a few days before she made her transition that I reconnected with her in a way that I hadn't my entire life. And so that was a lovely period of time for the two of us and my real sense of connecting with her finally. And then she transitioned. So Hmm. I... 
I really credit all of my knowing and finding myself to this interesting contrast that I experienced from an early age. And I think we're all blessed with a bit of contrast. And in that, we find our gifts. Right. And when you say um, you had a deep sense of knowing, can you explain that a little bit more for our listeners? Yes. I, I think that oftentimes we do know for ourselves that we have this intuition, this kind of inner sense, even though we don't know how or why we know something we know. And Mm -hmm. we can either acknowledge that or most often what we tend to do is kind of brush it aside because we're busy and we don't want to address it and Mm -hmm. we're scared that because there's no real evidence of it, it's not real. Right. However... I was so tuned into my sense of who I was and the, my parents, the way that they brought us up, which was just an amazing, I had a, an incredible childhood. We were given so much permission to be who we were. Mm-hmm. Even though they were not tuned into that emotionally, they just, there was this tremendous amount of allowing that they supported whatever direction that we were going to be going in. So that really helped me stay true to me. Um, They did not create a lot of resistance around that, which I really am so appreciative for now. Um, And you mean like by giving you freedom to just kind of be who you were? Yes, and to Mm -hmm. flounder and to find myself and to know myself and, you know, to support any endeavor that I was interested in trying. So although they were not emotionally connected with me, my mom in particular, you know, they were very generous in the spirit of allowing me to try whatever that was out. And without having this sense of consequence, it was all about a sense of outcome, which I was unable to take responsibility for. So Mm -hmm. there was a lot of wonderful things that occurred as a result of this kind of disconnection that um, I wasn't able to right. really understand. Right. And now that you're older um, and you can understand that, what was that connection that you, that you weren't getting as a child that you needed? Well, I think that my mom was like a force of nature. And she. there were five of us, and we grew up in the late 60s, the 70s, and she was really way ahead of herself in the sense that she was always a champion for all these amazing causes and on all these boards and really wanting to be of service to all the disenfranchised people in the world. And so that was where her focus was instead of being at home and and kind of tending to us. I think that it was a time where women really were making some different kind of choices for themselves in terms of wanting more than just staying home with children. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I think the real thing was that my mom had 48 hours in every day going and doing and never really addressing herself. I think a lot right. of that was amazing, but sometimes it's a way that we avoid addressing and connecting with our own selves. And right, which can like be scary, older, right, for some people. I think mm-hmm. it is. It's, it's very scary. Although what I now understand so well is that the relationship that we have with ourselves from moment to moment is a 
direct reflection of the relationship that we'll go on to have with others or not. Amen. And, Amen. <laughs> and, and it's true, if we're not connected to ourselves, then it's not possible for us to be connected to others. Mm-hmm. And do you think, so, like, what I've noticed about my own um, journey in life is sometimes I'm connected and then sometimes I'll disconnect. And when I disconnect, it's like everything around me is driving me crazy. Or And then when I sit down and I really reflect about it, it's like I've disconnected from me. So I do certain things because it's what I love. And I'll even stop doing those things. And then I tend to disconnect from the rest of the world as well. Yes, I think it's a moment-to-moment, hopefully, conscious choice. And and I think that when we consciously are choosing to disconnect, and it is a choice, there's nothing wrong with that. But oftentimes, it's not a conscious choice. And then we start finding fault in everything and everyone around us, where that's actually not the case. It's mm-hmm. we have the gap between where we are and who we are has gotten so big that we become irritable and we become blameful and we become, you know, disconnected from yeah. our inner beings. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that speaks volumes because we can't really look outward to be happy, right? It has to come from within first. I think absolutely. That's the only way to be happy. It starts with mm-hmm. us. And how do we create this connected relationship with ourselves and recreate it moment by moment by moment? And by so, being aware, right? Being aware in well, that, I think. I think also by laughing a lot with ourselves yeah. and ourselves and being joyful and lightening up and not making everything such a huge deal and really... Um, you know, I think this becomes easier and easier, and then it extends to everything that we do with others. It's it's really a nice way mm-hmm. to then engage and move about the world. Yeah, yeah I totally agree with you. Um, so tell us about what you're doing, like with your book and your, your texting um, on your oh, I went to school for psychology and then, um, hit a psychotherapy practice and never really felt quite comfortable in asking people to look back all the time and as we were hopefully wanting to move forward. So after many years of a successful practice, I gave that up and I traveled and I studied and now I'm doing something called the integrative approach to well-being which really assists people in assisting themselves from moving where they are in this moment to where they want to be. And that's, it's really a fun and, and easy process because I think that when we understand that very little of what happened then has to do with where we are now and what we want moving forward, then we really can, you know, figure out what that is that we want and move towards that. And then life gets really fun. So mm-hmm. um, that's... that's my practice but because life is so busy and my clients tend to be scattered all over the country because I I do my practice on the phone with people or Skyping Um, I was asked if I would do a texting option so now I have something called the quickie which is really a great way of um, 
checking back in with yourself in a moment's notice. So, you know, it allows you to reframe your current thoughts. You know, so you buy time with me, you text me, and then as you're texting me, you really are checking in with yourself, and then I text you back. And it becomes such an easy way for people to kind of check in with themselves, and I become the conduit for all of that. What kind of person would, like, what would a person text you when they're kind of just having a, a day where they need some support? Is that kind of the idea behind that? Or it's just a moment where they're in the midst of something that they just absolutely cannot navigate. And it's Mm -hmm. so interesting when they text a question like, oh, my goodness, I'm in this situation where um, I just had this altercation with someone and I'm so angry and they are so wrong and I've been so mistreated, whatever all that is. As they're texting this, it's so interesting. Um, They're tapping into their question as they're asking me in a way that they wouldn't otherwise if we were speaking. So they're writing it, they're feeling it, they're, and then I'm reading it. And it's interesting because most often when I respond back to them and then they respond back to me, they have really mm-hmm. already answered their own question. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's a really nice way for people to kind of get a grip and they yeah. use me as the conduit and it is very helpful and the other thing I have found is then the texting stays there and they can go back and read it not yeah. my part of it but their own part of it because oftentimes when we speak to people they are really only able to share with us in the moment from wherever they're at but right. in a few moments later they're in a completely different place and it's hard to recap that unless we've had it in some other form other than the verbal. Like we only right. hear what we're ready to hear. We only see what we're ready to see. So that has just been a really nice option for people and a nice way for me to introduce my services to people who aren't really sure if they even want to work with me. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. it's, it's my favorite service so far. Yeah, well, it sounds like... You know, it sounds like a great way for somebody that just really needs to be heard because I think, you know, a lot of the times that's what we're all looking for, right, is just to be heard or seen or or something because we have these beliefs about ourselves that we're not that, you know. And if you can have somebody like yourself um, that will just listen and and help you through it, then I think that's that's totally awesome and I'm glad that that's what you're doing. Thank you. And the other interesting thing is you need to hear yourself. Mm-hmm. You need to be seen from yourself. Yeah. It all starts with ourselves. It has yeah. never has anything to do with the other person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing with my kids I vow to never do, um, to always make them emotionally number one. Always. Always, always, always. <laughs> Because I think that's huge, you know, and and when you don't even know what it is, like you said, and I did the same, it took me years to figure out what did I do so bad as a child that I, you know, she doesn't think I can do anything, you know, nothing I do is good enough. And, but now I know it's got nothing to do with me, ultimately, because she's missing that connection as well, right? She doesn't know me as well as I don't really know her. Right. 
Right. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting, but it sounds like you've really turned it into such a wonderful opportunity to give your children exactly what you wanted for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that's my um, that's my biggest thing is, and and I don't um, quite understand. Like sometimes I I get frustrated because I'm like, why do people have children if they don't want to raise them? You know what I mean? Like it it boggles my mind sometimes. Like it's a good idea to have a baby, but then you have to go to work 40 hours a week. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. Well, I I think what you're talking about is conscious parenting. And I think Mm -hmm. conscious anything is a much better way of going about anything. However, Mm -hmm. I, I really do believe that people do the best they can do and mm-hmm. whatever that means. And so how can we allow people to be who they are and where they are and look at them with love and compassion, even complete strangers, even in the mm-hmm. moments when we are seeing something that would be so unimaginable to us. And mm-hmm. that's really the goal. The mm-hmm. goal is to be so connected to who we are and so clear about who we are that we allow all others to be who they are and where they are. And sometimes mm-hmm. that means stepping back and just flooding them with compassion and understanding that, okay, this, they are doing the best that they can do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I totally um, agree. Because I think we all are. We really yeah. all are. And then there's this other choice. And if we're aware of this other choice and... I think that we must get back to who we are. We must yeah. reconnect with who we are, who we came here to be, which yeah. was, you know, God, which is God-given, you know, yeah. a, a stream of well-being. Yeah, yeah, and abundance and, and just no lack for anything, really, you know. Yeah. That's yeah. the perfect world that we all want to be in. And I know, like, I have some listeners and some uh, commenters that will comment on, on, on the podcast that will ask, you know, it's not like that. And I think it's important for people to realize that, like you said before, you have to be kind to yourself because we are human and we're not perfect and we are going to have bad days. <laughs> right. Right. And but I think it's, so much, it feels so much better to allow ourselves to have a bad day instead of feeling like that we're a victim to a bad mm-hmm. day. Yeah. You know, sometimes yeah. you're just stuck, so you give yourself permission to be stuck or you give yourself permission to be angry or whatever that is, and that feels so much better than feeling like someone is actually doing this to you because nobody's yeah. doing anything to you. <laughs> yeah. We're doing well, it to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with you, and I... And I always hope to kind of put that word out with this podcast, especially, is just to allow that. And and I know, like for myself, and I'm sure you've probably experienced the same thing, and I'm sure many people have that are listening, when you have a bad day and you get in that kind of stuck mode, things bad will keep happening. It's like the day just gets worse as the day goes on. But if you stop and you say, okay, you know, take a deep breath. And I, I'm a huge meditator. So if I feel the need to kind of get back within myself, I'll just take some quiet time and project positive energy and try not to get stuck in that flow because it can just continuously get worse. I, I think it's true. And meditation is a great way. 
Also, laughter is a great way. I literally throw myself on the ground laughing a lot of my day, every moment that I catch myself and think, oh, my goodness, here we go again. And it's funny. <laughs> I mean, it could yeah. really only be funny, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that's, I know I tell my hubby that. It's like, oh, I either laugh or cry, and I choose to laugh. <laughs> 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 or keep the crying for actual sad things. But, yeah, definitely <laughs> laugh off. And I always, you know, I know for myself, I'm all about not sweating the small stuff. You know, like, if the dishes don't get done, who cares? (laughs) They're not going anywhere. Like, I'm not going to stress my whole day and worry about picking up kids from school and doing this and doing that and the dishes. Like, really? (laughs) Same goes for laundry, you know? Um, You know, these things are just things we stress ourselves about. Nobody else cares. Nobody else is in your house. I mean, it would be different if all your dishes are dirty. Then it's time to, you know... (laughs) Maybe buy some right. more. <laughs> there you yeah, go. Like, yeah, it's, it's just, you know, life is way too short, I think, for us to get all caught up in this stress, you know, of, of these mundane, mundane things that don't matter. I know for me, <clears throat> like, I will put off dishes and laundry so that I can spend time with my children and laugh and play and create things and draw things and that's what I do and I'm lucky enough that I get to stay home and work so I can do that you know but that's what I've created because that's what I want (laughs) so you know I've been lucky for the last five years I have worked from home and uh, my boy is four and a half years old so you know that it's a choice that we have to make for ourselves I think is what I'm saying and I think you're right. And the choice that someone else makes to get completely stressed out about the dishes, that's also a choice. And so mm-hmm. if you're one of your listeners or one of those people that stress themselves out because they need to get stuff done in order for everything to be perfect, turn it into a choice. Instead of feeling like someone is making you feel this way, choose it, mm-hmm. embrace it, and feel good about it. I mean, and that's mm-hmm. okay. And in many ways, that just removes all the stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, I, I consciously will say I choose not to do the dishes today. <laughs> that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, yeah. and, yeah. you know, as the way I figure it, it's not going to, you know, there's certain things that are important and getting the kids to school is important, you know, on time yeah. and, and these things. But other than that, you know, life is way too short. And I think, like you said, laughter is huge. And just, you know, being happy and, you know, I know for myself, I have two sets of kids. So I have older kids that have moved out and I have the little ones. And I can tell you the difference of my own consciousness and connection with myself between the two sets of kids is just huge. Um, so for me, it, it's definitely um, an awesome journey because I can really reflect back to how I was then compared to how I am now. Yeah, that's great. That's really nice. Yeah, it's awesome. So where can our listeners find you um, if they would like to do the text, um, quickie text, or order your book? I have a website. It's www.jamie-lerner.com. And there's all kinds of free stuff on there. There's podcasts on there. There's, I had a, a site for a very long time, AskJamieLearner.com, where people wrote in questions, and I answered them. 
So if you're curious, uh, feel free to go to that. My book is available on Amazon. It's called The Ever-Loving Essence of You. And it's just a very loving, easy-to-read book, um, reminders of pretty much everything you already know and you might have forgotten. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I totally um, appreciate you taking the time to chat with us on the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. That was another great interview, as always. If you would like to find me, you can find me on my Facebook page, which is Raw Relationships. I also have a group on Facebook called Raw Relationships. This is a group where you can ask for advice and just get support from everyone in the group on everything relationships. Relationships with others as well as relationships with ourselves. Again, I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to my podcast and I look forward to bringing you many more great interviews from experts all over the world.